Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. If you are unarmed, okay, at the top of the list is a rat. Ian McNulty, you can get in on this, too, if you like. Ian McNulty, who covers food and dining culture for the time, speaking of New Orleans advocate. So it's, and, and Ian's an athletic guy. Ian, you play rugby, don't you? I've uh, been known to toss the ball around the pitch. <laughs> been known to scrum occasionally. So um, just one-on-one, no weapon, no nothing. Could you beat a rat in a fight if you were unarmed? Yes or no? Courtney? No. Ian? Rat? Yes, I got a rat. 72% of the American public say they could. What about a house cat? Oh, God, no. Ian? No, that that, that would outsmart me. 69% of of Americans think they could beat a house cat. How about a goose? Ooh, no. (laughs) Those things are mean. They are mean. Those big, nasty, warty noses and all that stuff. I could take a flamingo. You know what a you know what a, a goose looks like with the it looks like them old guys at the bar that got that nose thing when they drink too much. You know what I'm talking about, Ian? <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm talking I, about. I, 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 I know a few specific examples. It really back. gets stupid here because seventeen percent of Americans think they could beat a chimpanzee in a fight. Oh my goodness. We know what chimps can do when they get angry, and here's where it gets really dumb. Eight percent think that they could beat a gorilla in a fight. There are oh Americans out there gosh. that think they could beat a gorilla in a one-on-one match. Bizarre. Did they think they were all on cocaine or something? I don't. I don't know. Maybe the people that answered the, the yeah, survey thought, were on cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Ian, do you do you have any idea how anybody could think they would beat a gorilla in a one-on-one match? I think if you hang out at enough New Orleans bar rooms, uh, you're going to hear the story of exactly how it went down many years ago from someone or other. So. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you about the time I kicked that gorilla's rear end. You when know it, what I told that alligator? You know, yeah. that's what we need to get it. We need to get the Louisiana version of this thing. I mean, I, I guarantee you, you can go down to Lafitte and hang out at a bar down there or a dock, and you're going to find the guy who's going to tell you about that time that he took the alligator on head on. Well, if you didn't hear earlier, Courtney said that she had an idea about a movie instead of Cocaine Bear, it should be Crackhead Nutria. <laughs> okay. Excellent idea. Uh, Courtney Ian has the resources, so we'll get on that. Thank you so much. Uh, Ian McNulty, where you been eating? Where you been drinking? Ah, well, well, nice to be back with you, of course. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is just we're continuing our really where I left off our conversation last week, this idea of, a, of the seafood season in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, this time of year, it's Lent, uh, the crawfish is, is starting to spark up. The fish fries are on. The seafood specials are rolling at all the restaurants. And uh, so, yeah, I've been getting into a lot of that. I had uh, we were talking about non-fried seafood dishes last week and that story is still online you can find 40 of them one for every day of lent uh but of course after discussing that with you i went right out and what did i do i found a fish fish fry so (laughs) after all that talk of ceviche and and sushi and grilled fish and smoked fish ran out and uh, and got a good old-fashioned hunk of catfish fried up in batter with some uh, macaroni cheese and peas on the side and a little slice of cake 
Um, that particular one came from uh, St. Joseph's Church on Tulane Avenue, right down by um, the old charity hospital and all that, um, by Claiborne and Tulane. And the back of the church, there's a nonprofit organization called Lantern Light that helps uh, people who are homeless or otherwise in need. And uh, they run a really good fish fry. They got a little team out there under under the tailgate tents frying up the fish and package it all together. And you know it's going to a good cause. Love it. And it was it was really tasty. So that was your um, sacrifice. Rather than eat something like a lean cuisine with three pieces of stale chicken, or maybe go on a seek and find with pork and beans to find that one piece of pork that I guess it's somebody's job to put that one piece of pork so they comply with the fair truth in advertising. So rather than that, you sacrificed and ate fried fish, potato salad, cake, and peas. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's right. That was uh, that was my penance. But hey, listen, I know that the, the ten bucks was going to uh, to a, to a good cause. You know the rule book. That's what, that's what these things are all about. It's like yeah. religions, like golf, play by the rule book. Sometimes it hurts you, sometimes it helps you. But either way, just play by the rule book. <laughs> so another one that I, I was checking out this week, uh, and there's a story on NOLA.com about it, is a uh, a really great. Um, kind of the modern version of a, of a New Orleans seafood restaurant. Um, it's called Seafood Sally's mm-hmm. for all you uh, alliteration fans out yeah. there. Yeah, Seafood Sally's named after uh, one of the owner's moms. And um, it's this casual seafood restaurant on Oak Street, not far from the Maple Leaf Bar. And uh, the reason I like it is I say this is, a, this is a very approachable, familiar kind of place that reveals these new cravings that are hidden in plain sight. And it's because of the way they source the seafood there, the way they source their seafood, seafood sallies by the seashore, um, and uh, the way they prepare it. And one of the examples was uh, this fish of the day. Um, you know, that's, that's always going to get my attention when I walk into a restaurant. Okay, what do they what do they get? What's the special? What's on the board? Uh, and it wasn't drum, which it usually is. <laughs> it wasn't catfish. It was porgy, which is a fish uh, that I have learned is quite. Uh, abundant in the Gulf, right? You know, right, right down the, right down the road. It's a local fish, uh, but you almost never see it on menus, um, and it just doesn't have much of a commercial pathway from, you know, when it ends up in a fisherman's net to, to getting to a restaurant or to a market for that matter. Um, but seafood sallies, they work with some fishermen one on one. They want, they want the stuff that uh, maybe is a little less familiar. They want to showcase it and. It was delicious, Tommy. What they did with this, they grilled it, but they, they capped it with this basically a white barbecue sauce. So this like mayo-based barbecue sauce with chili peppers and garlic. And um, actually got a chance to, to watch them cook it when, when I went in to, to visit them for an interview and some photos. And the 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 sauce like bubbles up on top of the fish and, and browns and kind of seeps into the fish. And the fish itself oh, is snowy white and meaty and uh and frankly the next time you go there the fish of the day might not be what i'm describing (laughs) because that's the way it goes when you're getting you know small amounts of really good fresh fish and you're trying to find something different so you know it could be i've had mackerel i've had uh i've had uh, blue runner i've had uh bar jack i mean the, the the gulf has turned out it's teeming with all these different fish that we just don't get that often in a commercial setting I mean, fishermen know about about it because they reel them in all the time uh commercial and recreational um but then you know when when a place like seafood sally's actually makes the effort and, and prepares it in this way and puts it on the plate it's delicious and memorable and a conversation piece because here we are talking about it i want to clean this up because i'm getting some text on it ian said Porgy, P-O-R-G-Y, which is related to a sea bream, 
not yeah. Pogi. Pogi not is pogey. also known as menhaden, which is something that you really don't want to eat that they fish no. commercially. And and you don't want that's a big difference. I just want to clear that up, Ian, because sometimes Uh-oh, people yeah. hear things. Not pogi. No, think, no. Think, no, not pogi. Think porgy and Beth. Porgy, there you go. Porgy. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah sure. Why not? Porgy. That's right. Yeah. Um, what is this barbecued blue crab? That looks delicious. Ah, uh, yeah. This is a fantastic dish, and it's a dish with a story behind it, which I'm I always love. Uh, so they call this barbecue blue crabs a la Louis Lips. Now, Louis Lips, <laughs> some people will know Louis Lips. He is a fisherman uh, uh, and, and once ran his own boiled seafood operation in Frenier Point, Louisiana, which is this little niche uh, just on, on Lake Pontchartrain, just past Laplace. Uh, you, you, you can see it from the interstate. Uh, you pass by it uh, if, you're, if you head, head north on, on I-55. And it's basically a, a little settlement with a with a boat launch. Uh, there's a couple. There's a restaurant there now, uh, Frenier Landing, which is just terrific, perched on this on this on right on the water, overlooking the lake, right by the boat launch. Great destination right there too. Uh, but Louis Lip, he once ran this like wonderful boiled seafood operation, and uh, one of the things he did in addition to boiling the seafood was he made this a great version of barbecue shrimp, which we had talked about before, just, you know, the New Orleans-style barbecue shrimp with the buttery sauce and all the garlic and Worcestershire and rosemary. And uh, this this dish at Seafood Sally's is a tribute to him in the way that he used to do that. His restaurant is no more, sadly. Uh, but they serve it up at Seafood Sally's in this way, and they take these blue crabs, and they break them into pieces, and they cook them with all this butter and like i say this butter rosemary garlic worcestershire there's some beer thrown in there to cook it down uh they string it with fresh herbs mm. so you get that variation between it all and tommy it's one of those you know roll up the sleeves get your hands in there you're breaking apart crab and uh you're dredging some bread through the sauce too and the, the sauce is sticking to your hands and that's part of it i mean there's when your hands become an integral part of the meal, not just the means of getting the food to mouth, but, but actually like are part of the experience of getting the sauce and the flavor, you know, you're getting down and dirty with some good Louisiana food. And that's what that is. The sauce is sticking to your hands until you lick it off, right? Right. Yeah, because yeah. I'm looking at the picture yeah. here. And they serve it on a piece of bread. Is that it? Cornbread or something? Uh, there's some French bread underneath there. Bread, toast okay. it up. Yeah, because you want to sop it up. You know, you want to sop that whole thing up. So it's almost like uh, a crab that's boiled in the um, butter sauce for barbecued shrimp and so forth. I would imagine that is just delicious. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, it, it's one of those those misnomers of, of the New Orleans kitchen when we talk about barbecue shrimp, or you know, in this case, the barbecue crab. It's not actually barbecued, so it's you know, yeah. They boil up the crabs and then they cook it in the sauce. Can you imagine so that exact that exact dish, Ian, with a soft shell crab, a fried soft shell crab, where you could eat the entire Ooh. thing? That would be heavenly. That would be heavenly. That put, actually that puts me in mind of the way they do the soft shell crabs. Well, a at Brightson's because uh, he often does it when they're running good with a, uh, a, a brown butter pecan sauce or a, or a traditional menier sauce. Menier, yeah. yeah, or yeah, traditional menier. Yeah, that's fantastic. Or the way they do it at Clancy's, uh, which they they take that soft shell crab and they smoke it and then they fry it. And it doesn't need a lot of sauce on it, believe me. When you eat that thing, you just you taste this fried soft-shell crab, but it has this smoky edge right underneath it and then the sweetness of the crab meat. 
Um, some people will remember Christians, a restaurant that used to be in Mid City, an old church. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's now uh, it's all it's that same building. It's a beautiful church. It's a restaurant called Vessel now. But back in the day, pre Katrina, it was called Christians, um, not because it wasn't a church, but because uh, the founder's name was Christian. Um, related to the Galatoire's family, I, I understand through the years. Uh, it was quite an innovative restaurant, and they did a smoked soft shell crab there that I know I know people listening right now will remember. And um, there's they still do that when they're running good, not all the time, but they yeah. still do that when they're running good at Clancy's. Is there a time of year somebody texted in about soft shell crab? And when when is the best time of year to get them, or is there a time of year? Yeah, we're getting into it. It needs to get a little warmer. Um, but uh, generally, it's that uh, you know that later in the spring it'll start coming on, and you'll find them. You'll find them. They're around. But um, the really big, plump, fresh ones—the ones that look like they they left the gym and plopped into the fryer—you know, just all pumped up with their big arms and claws. Uh, <laughs> those are the ones that you they're really like want, Larry, man. Those monsters. Larry the Lobster from SpongeBob, right? That could that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that could right. be my favorite seafood: a good fried soft shell crab. All right, we're underway. Five zero four two six zero one eight seven. If you got any questions about eating or drinking for Ian McNulty, somebody texts in. St. Patrick's Day looming on the horizon two weeks from today, and they're looking for a place to get some good Irish food. I know. Mr. McNulty will be able to help you with that when we come back. And any other questions you have at 504-260-1870. That Sally Seafood, is that the place that used to be a barbecue thing? Yes, that's right. It's called Seafood Sally's. It's on Oak Street, um, just a block past the Maple Leaf. And it was Squeal Barbecue yes, for a while. exactly. Yeah, it, a lot of people remember it as, uh, it's been a lot of restaurants through the years. But, I recognize uh, yeah, it most recently from the answer that you had. And that white barbecue sauce has just got to be amazing. Yeah, really tasty. A lot of outdoor seating there, too. It's a real nice place. I always thought it was strange to have a fish of the day because it seems like that would be an honor, but you wind up on a plate. So, <laughs> 923, we'll take a break. More with Ian McNulty when we come back. I'm Tommy Tucker on WWL. Quickly back to Ian McNulty, who covers food and dining for NOLA.com and a lot of other different outlets. Somebody wants to know, Ian, let me read this here. Uh, you mentioned that restaurants have lots of great seafood specials. Can you identify some of those restaurants in the metro and what the specials are? Well, that's why they're special. <laughs> they uh, they are they are changing all the time. Uh, but because we're talking about seafood salads, great example of that because they're getting uh, different catches in. They're working with with uh, the fishermen. I mean, sometimes these restaurants. They'll get, um, you know, texts from the dock or from the boat. Hey, we caught these. You want mm-hmm. them? You know? And uh, so other restaurants that you can look at for stuff like that. I mean, GW Fins on the upscale end of things, masterful with that. Pesh Seafood Grill, a place we've talked about here a few times. Carmo, way more casual downtown place doing really, really interesting things with seafood. Station 6 in Metairie has some new owners. We wrote about that recently, but they're keep, keeping the same format. Uh, really good, interesting things with seafood that don't all end up in the fryer. Again, not that I have anything against fried seafood, but, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so uh, th- that's that's uh, just a few off the top of the head that are, are real specialists in in seafood and getting in a different kind of catch like that. Uh, Bar Brine is another one down in the Bywater uh, that may have, you know, three or four editions of the same fish in. And for you home cooks, check out a story that I wrote this week about a uh, open-air retail seafood market. People are always asking me, like, why can't we find, like, more of this good seafood 
you know, in the store to cook at home. Uh, and it's a conundrum, but this place called American Seafood, it's a distributor mm-hmm. that supplies restaurants. It's buried in uh, the back of its neighborhood in Gentilly, absolutely hidden. Uh, but you go down a bunch of side streets, you find your way to the door, and right there by the loading docks, Thursday through Saturday, they set up this little retail market under a tent uh, with this iced tray, a big iced counter, rather, uh, might have eight or ten different types of fin fish whole. You, they'll send them into the back of the cutting room and fillet them for you. They've got, you know, tuna and swordfish back there that's going to the restaurants. They'll cut steaks for you. It, it, they've done a really interesting and good business with uh, with serving that home cook, uh, the needs of the home cook with their restaurant supply seafood, you know, three days a week. It's open-air market. It really feels like the old days over there. Check out the story on NOLA.com for the details and the backstory on it. But it, it's been very impressive to see how they've how they developed that in the pandemic out of necessity and have kept it going and are sort of bringing back an old way that I think a lot of people can connect to. You see my point, though. The good news is your fish of the day. The bad news is you're about to be gutted and scaled. <laughs> you're not king for the day, right? No, you're the, you're you're the, the fish special. of the day, yeah. Uh, okay, so somebody texted in, so when is the best time to get soft-shell crabs, please? Well, that's up to Mother Nature and the fishermen, of course, uh, so you can't really put a date on it, but uh, but it is late later in the spring. Okay. That's when it will start. And, late you know, spring, early summer, stops. primarily? Yeah, okay. right. That's right. That's right. right. Um, somebody yeah, texted in about Irish food, and, and somebody else yeah. texted in and said, I recently went to Brennan's Bourbon House and had corned beef and cabbage. Not a big fan of that dish. However, I would certainly order it again uh, next time they have it. It was amazing. Yeah, sure. Well, it, it, it's um, a thing about New Orleans, right? We're, we have our holidays, but we also have a season around our holidays. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, St. Patrick's Day is two weeks. It's March 17th, of course. But really, March is is like St. Patrick's season and it's and St. Joseph's season. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, believe me, we're not having Irish food outshine Italian food by any measure around here. But, but it is a particular niche. And um, on St. Patrick's Day itself or the day of the parade, remember the Irish Channel Parade is, is next Saturday, a week from tomorrow. It's become, it happens earlier than the actual calendar holiday. Uh, the big places that you think about for St. Patrick's Day celebrations, they're mob of people. And so they're going to run special menus, and it's going to be kind of limited. I'm talking about Parasols and Tracy's in the Irish Channel, uh, Finn McCool's in Mid-City. Uh, but Finn's has a new kitchen rolling that has started up. It's called Duke Walters, and they're doing um, – I know they'll have a special St. Patrick's Day menu. I'm sure corned beef and cabbage will be on it for St. Patrick's Day. But all the time, every day, they've got uh, bangers and mash, great Irish dish, fish and chips, and other like, just good pub food. Um, but specific to that uh, corned beef and cabbage request, you can find those as specials at a few places, and these are recurring specials always, not not like the the, the uh, let's see what's on the on the seafood board uh, this week. Um, but I'm thinking of Joey K's on Magazine Street. Um, Tuesday, I believe, is the day they do corned beef and cabbage, and then it's also Tuesday at Mandina's in Mid City. Um, corned beef and cabbage there at this course of. Creole Italian restaurant. Yeah, it has, you know, gumbo and red sauce. And on Tuesday, why not? They turn a little Irish. There's one one day there you can get pork loin, which is like Thanksgiving dinner because it comes with sweet potatoes and something else, if I remember correctly, doesn't it? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's turkey I'm thinking of. But you can have Thanksgiving there one day if you want. Um, Yeah, turkey, that's right. Somebody texted in and said, what is the best barbecue place in New Orleans? I understand there's a new one opening up, right? 
Oh, there is a new one, yes. And, uh, I mean, this place is brand new. I'm not, I'm not calling it the best, but you should know about it. It is called Devil Moon, and it's downtown. And it's particularly exciting. A, the food's very good. I had a, a huge sampling platter of it recently uh, this week. You can check out the story on NOLA.com for the details. But it's, it's on basically Gerard and Loyola, and it's directly across from uh, the big post office downtown, which means it's very close to the Smoothie King Center and the Superdome. And to me, it's exciting because this is a new hospitality space that's sort of a, animates the gateway between downtown CBD and the Dome, the Smoothie King Center, kind of that entertainment district. So I predict they'll do a lot of business when, you know, people coming and going from those events. Uh, and it's, it's good, slow and low barbecue with a Louisiana focus. So a lot of, um, a lot of the sausages and smoked meats that you'd find in, from the Cajun tradition. Uh, the sides are like, you know, this potato salad and coleslaw, but also chicken sauce piquant, white beans and rice, collard greens, a little bit of a Louisiana spin. And coming soon, this is a double barrel prospect down there. Devil Moon Barbecue is attached to a new brew pub that is going to open, they tell me, in about a month or so. Uh, so there'll be barbecue on one side of the building, a brew pub on the other, making its own beer kind of connected by a corridor, so a one-two punch barbecue and beer goes together, and it's right there by the Dome and the Smoothie King Center, so sounds like a slam dunk. Another text pops up. You were talking about fish and chips, and look, having been to Ireland, I love fish and chips done right. Where can you get that in New Orleans on a regular basis, Ian? Ah, good question. That's actually the hunt I am on right now. Uh, so I mentioned Finn McCool's. Like I said, they have a new kitchen in there. They just started, right? It's very, very new. Um I had actually I had a really good uh, order of fish and chips, very unconventional at Mofo, which is that uh, sort of modern Asian Vietnamese inspired restaurant in Mid City. Uh, I love almost everything that comes out of that kitchen, but they did a really nice piece of fried catfish with baked then fried potatoes and a little more of a bright tropical kind of curry flavored sauce. You know, that's fish and chips you're eating with chopsticks, real different. Um, and I had a great one. Uh, more traditional, of course, across the lake in uh, Covington at the Greyhound, which is a real fun uh, kind of Euro-style gastropub in downtown Covington. Uh, and it was a big, thick slab of, I think I'm remembering this correctly. It's in my notes. I think it was hake, um, big, meaty, uh, dense fish with a great crust, fried crust over it, big pile of chips, nice dipping sauces, balsamic vinegar. Um, so those are three, and I hear I have not ha- I've not had this yet. Uh, it could happen today, but the Avenue Pub uptown, um, under new ownership, of course, since last fall, by the guys who run Blue Oak Barbecue. We we're just talking about barbecue. That's a fantastic one in Mid City. Anyway, they now run Avenue Pub, and I am told I have not had this yet. But uh, on Fridays they're doing a fish and chip special that looks pretty banging. So that's worthy worthy of investigation. Do you might put be the, my lunch plan, Tommy? That might there be you my go. Lunch plan Do you put the malt vinegar on your fries, or are you a ketchup guy? Uh, absolutely not. Not ketchup. The malt oh. vinegar, and actually, I like mayo better. Really, I like the French, huh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mix it up. All right, real quick. Somebody's looking for veal. Good place to get some great veal. Uh, well, you got to go Italian for that, in my opinion. And um, what was the last time I had really good veal? It might be Filippo's in Metairie. Kind of a hidden restaurant mm, just off of the place. causeway. Yeah, terrific. You, Is that West Metairie? It, 
Uh, it's just a tough causeway. Um, it's not got a little off, triangle off the thing with. Isn't it like a little triangle parking lot or something? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's behind the Galleria complex there, and you, you kind of have to know it's there. You have to know where you're going. Um, but you walk in, and it's you know there's, there's the dim lights. There's the statue of Joseph by the bar. Sinatra <laughs> playing in the background. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, Perfect. It's, uh, di- they're, they're dialing up the atmosphere. And sure. it's not just Sinatra. Sometimes you get some Tony Bennett in there too. As well. <laughs> Variety. Country and Western. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Ian McNulty, my friend, a pleasure as always. Mrs. McNulty would be proud, your mother, of the job you're doing. Okay. Well, I'm lucky to have her. So uh, thanks yeah, for letting go. me uh, talk about my favorite topic. Very fulfilling to talk with we'll you. We'll talk to you next Friday. Again. Have a great week of eating, Bye. my friend. And good luck Bye. on that fish and trips uh, chip story. 940, 20 till 10. Traffic now, WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 